Hi friends, it's April and Lauren and this is Wife's Tales. We have a very, very special guest joining us today. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Woohoo! Or McLicious, <laughs> either, or Johnny K. So week after week we have recounted events from the point of view of two women. Most of those stories were centered around one man, John, my husband, and my ex-husband. Thank God. (laughs) And he's here, ladies. (laughs) So Lauren and I have discussed from the beginning that we wanted John to join us at some point, and we felt that this was the perfect time. We really appreciate you sitting down with us, honey. Mm -hmm. So before we get started, will you tell everyone in your own words how this journey that Lauren and I are on has affected you? How it has affected me? If you could only yeah. see his face right now. Um, yeah, if you could only. This should be recorded. <laughs> we should have filmed this. Um, at first, I was very. I was caught off guard at first when you brought it to my attention of what you wanted to do. And I was very standoffish. Um, nobody likes their. At least people from my generation, and for those listening, I'm 31. <laughs> Don't steal my age. Um, but for I, I was very standoffish. I'm, I'm a very I try to be a a very I private guess, personal or private individual, right. and, and don't like a lot of people knowing my things, which is why I don't really have any social media. It's 2019. He just outlets. got a Facebook. Yeah, and I made um, it. <laughs> so I mean, the Instagram I have, my wife created. The Facebook that I just got yesterday, my wife. Created. <laughs> It is not on my phone. Because, <laughs> it will be. Uh, it will be, guys. He doesn't even know. How, he so, won't even know how to use it. I know. I w- I just didn't understand the point of people being involved or wanting to know about my past. Did you think people would be interested though? When the both of you explained what your intent was, mm-hmm. and your intent wasn't just to tell the story and to bash me in some certain way or or whatever else when you explained that your intent was to encourage other people, to encourage people going through divorce, to be able to co-parent. Right. And the importance of the children in a divorce. Then I was I was all on board. And in April I told that to you, you know, that first in that first day yeah. when I first questioned it and you were like, well it's for this and then Because you told I me said, no okay, in the beginning. Sense. Yes. I did say no in the beginning. And then we explained it to you like mm-hmm. it was it has a bigger meaning than just us Right. Yes. Wanting to tell about our lives. Nobody cares. We're not that important. We're not that No, but I mean, they are pretty fascinating. But it is. Our stories are fascinating. And I was looking at it from one way. But then when you kind of, you know, put the filters on and said, hey, look at it from this way. Look right. at it from this perspective. And then I said, okay, wait a second. Maybe this could help somebody. Maybe it could be pretty interesting. Good. Yeah. So what were your expectations of the blog and podcast? What did you think would have come of it or not? I hope what comes of it is, of it is a, you know, just people being educated, a maybe a book. Bringing awareness. To, dis, to describe, you know, everything in detail mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. what happened. Maybe a reality show. I know. Yeah, for easy, whoever's easy. listening. Dream um, <laughs> but, Dream no, really, it. honestly, just... Um, the trash dashians. The trash again. The crap dashians. The crap uh, no, just um, education, I think, is mm-hmm. the most important thing. And I don't mean education book-wise. I mean education being educated by listening to other people's experiences. Right. Dealing with Bringing awareness situations. to awareness something that people don't 
really discuss because no. even though we're in 2019, taboo is divorce. It still I is. Mean, it really is. People and, and co-parenting, they think that once you're done with something, you're done and there's no going back. And There's not another way to look at it, but right. you know what? There, there can be. There's so and candy. It is, a, it is a sad thing and a negative thing, but it doesn't have to be absolutely negative. It no. can well, there's be a no, positive. There's no experience. You know those books like uh, Math for Dummies and everything like that. Right. There's no co-parenting, co-parenting for, dummies. for dummies. There's no co-parenting for dummies. There's no child Divorce custody for dummies. For dummies. For right. Dummies. There's no, ch- no child custody for dummies. There isn't one. You just do what you think is best. What have we said before? It's like fight or flight. It really was. You don't know what to do. And you're putting your trust, I mean, in in our case with attorneys, you're putting your trust in people that you expect to be experienced and know Because they're highly educated. Yes. (laughs) Much more than I am or any of us are. I don't think that has any... We clearly know that that has nothing to do with it. Education doesn't always mean that you know. No, just because you have a certain authority. Absolutely. What do you think? I know you just said that um, you don't like... Or you weren't really excited for people to know your business because you are very private. But what do you think has been the most uncomfortable part of this whole concept? The uncomfortable part, the, for me anyways, the most uncomfortable part um, has been. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if I would say that I've been uncomfortable. I feel like in the last few weeks, you and Lauren have both said, you know, wow, it's pretty bad that feel like we've been bashing John for these past couple yeah. weeks and there's you know he hasn't had his chance yet so I guess that I would say that but other than that I don't really feel too uncomfortable about it I mean you two ladies have your two opinions and how do you feel about your ex, ex-wife and your wife working so closely together I don't mind that. I, I think we have a better relationship now than we did when we were married. <laughs> I agree. I I, I wasn't even there, and I'm going to tell you I agree. I agree. Um, our, our marriage was filled with alcohol, hate. <laughs> it's true. Um, who could one up the other most? That's true. And we don't have that any longer. I don't feel like we knew each other, and now we have no, no reason not to get to know each other. But you I mean, said it so well a few weeks ago that you feel like you know John now better, better than, than we've ever known each other. Before and you have been married for five I've, years and had three children. I've known him since I was twenty-one. Yeah. Ten years. I've known and him no ten one years now. Yes. On a on a deeper personal level, I do, and I respect him, and I think that he now sees me more than a twenty-one-year-old. Mm-hmm. He sees me as a woman and a mother, and and you know a respectable human. Yeah. In, in his counterpart in co-parenting. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Is there any? one topic or particular incident that Lauren and I have discussed that you would like to give your opinion on or something that you feel maybe we got totally wrong. And I'm going to throw you under the bus really quick. Just <laughs> I was going to do it first time. It might be the first time throughout this whole thing. But you don't listen to our podcasts, do you? No, I listen to bits and pieces of a few, but mm-hmm. I have not. But I've been a very bad husband and ex-husband, and I have not listened to the entire podcast. I so, in not. other words, shame on you. How bad do you feel right now? <sighs> Pretty bad. Pretty bad. But in all fairness, he does. We we do. We have to. I mean, I feel yes. like, it, it, courtesy-wise, we let him read all of the blogs. Yes. We read them with him. We do. Because there are them. certain things that we need his approval, I mm-hmm. guess, on. To, to to write about well, because we are writing about his life as well and and you know I want I don't want to write something that is inaccurate mm-hmm. or that is going to 
be misleading in any way. I want to write... He doesn't get a voice in this, so I do want to have a little bit of his voice in each one Absolutely. of our blogs. And so we do cover every topic with him before we, we post them personally. And there, there's there's no part in this to where I feel that I have been shamed or blasted or made to look as a in the negative. Right. I, I don't I don't feel that way because here's my look on this, my my outlook on this is you know, there's three sides to every story. There's Lauren's truth, there's my truth, and then in the middle, there's the actual truth. That's really it. And sure. it's not saying that one of us is lying. It's how she perceives something, right. how I perceive something, and then in the middle is the truth. Right. That's the way it always is. I agree with that. So it's... There's nothing that you felt like you needed to defend yourself. You think that we've been as respectful as we could with I, telling the truth. Regardless of whether I agreed or did not agree with something that was said. I'm, I'm not going to waste the time to try and boost my ego. Do you think we did a to, good job with being factual, though? Like being factual not and not being some, harsh? Somewhat of some of the things that I've read, I think somewhat being factual to you mm-hmm. and being factual to you mm-hmm. is different than being factual what's factual to me. Sure, okay. sure. Um so I would say that that would be the difference there. But like I said, if if we were to, all three of us were to go together and, and dissect a, a, something written, we would all have three different versions Perspectives, of yeah. the truth. Yeah, I agree. So that's very hard to That's a hard one to nail down, dissect, I think. I yeah. Guess you could say. So I guess you really kind of already answered this, but there's been a lot of chatter that you've really been bashed along this journey and thrown under the bus. Your character, your morals have been questioned. Do you feel that way? Um, I feel that there's some pieces in this that I've been bashed. I, I would agree with that. Um, I think, however, if I had been more open and honest with Lauren about certain things, or if we just had, if we as a married couple would have had a more open line of communication there wouldn't have been cause for doubt, mm. if that makes any sense. Very good point. It does, actually. Yeah. Sorry, last thing before we, move on, before we move on from this. I think I asked Lauren this each week. Based on just what we've discussed so far, not today, but before today, is there anything that you feel, John, that you could have done differently to change the outcome of our or your situation? Anything that you wish you had done or said that you did not or have not? So I know that my now wife, Abram, <laughs> would, on the would say that I am <laughs> would say that I am sometimes not the most patient individual. I would say that's accurate. Okay. I would think that Lauren would say otherwise. That Lauren would say that you are patient? I would say he's patient actually. That's why very. I think that's why very interesting. Hmm. So th- that's the reason why I bring this up is because with Lauren, as much as we went through and all the one-ups, trying mm-hmm. to one-up each other and everything else, I always remained patient. She was like, that's your gift from it God. It was. I used to tell him that. Patient. Really? I did. God has granted you patience. I used well, to God say that. God taken that away when we met. <laughs> I'm not so sure. I think maybe it's just because I'm not a patient person, so I notice it in other people. Oh, okay. And I was married to him, so I obviously experienced it 
every day. And his patience was beyond any level that I myself personally had. I'm just not that type of person. I mean, I've had to learn that. That's one of God's lessons. Yeah. That's one of my lessons. Jackson tells me all the time. Mom, patience, patience is, a is a virtue. That's because my Thank mom you, used to Jackson. say that. My mom used to say, patience is a virtue. Listen to Nana. Yeah. That's what she used to tell him. But I always admire that about people. That's one of those things. Remember we talked about how you are drawn to people with different oh, yes. qualities than you? Yes. And patience is one of them. It's not one that I have. But when it came to parenting, John was so patient, it blew my mind a little bit. You think you still are? I still think I am, yes. He is. I, I am very patient. More than I am. To a certain level. Okay. Until a button is pushed, and then it's, I am no longer patient. Now I've become irritated. Yes. But I am very patient. But you don't think your que- your morals or, or your character has been questioned during this? You know, I'll, I will go off of, um, it's, it's funny. It's funny you say that. So Vince Vaughn, Couples Retreat, and when he's talking about yeah. he's I love like, that movie so much. He's talking about, I know my own truth. I know my own truth. So I will quote Vince Vaughn and say, I know my own truth. Okay, that's fair. And, and that is it. Uh, I think my... Um, I, and I apologize for the pause. Some of these questions are just coming out of random because I... I'm, you know, I just got, I just got he called just out. Got, for, I just got called out for not listening to the blog, and I really didn't read these questions. I, <laughs> I did not. You did not. It's okay. I don't want to hear that. Sorry, buddy. Just, she just writes them. Uh, spot on here, uh, and I'm trying to think. It's like I'm trying to think of the next song to sing. It's I'm, just I'm thorough. I'm thorough over here. I think, I think, um, if I can speak a little bit on mm-hmm. his behalf, I guess just. I think, yes, his morals have probably been questioned for certain things, but haven't all of ours? Mm -hmm. I mean, he happens to be under fire just because we're two women that went through something. And and we've put other ex-husbands under fire. Oh, yeah. And and, And I hate to, like, gender... You know, separate this. Right. But that's kind of one of the the reasons why it seems like he's under fire is because he was the man in this situation, mm-hmm. and we're two women talking about it. Right. Um. But we've all done things. We've oh, all yeah. done things in our lives that question uh, question our morals and our character, and and I think that his just, you know, some of his happen to be living and breathing and have, <laughs> you know, been conceived. Well, and I, but, think, I, I think honestly, the title of some of these blogs haven't technically been accurate either. Really? What do you mean? Well, You've written some of them. Yes. <laughs> I haven't written any one. The time helps most all you, the time. Like I always what come I, to what, you. The, what's the affair one? An affair to remember? That was mine. Okay, that, okay, yeah. Well, maybe remember, we didn't ask you that. We weren't married. So how was that an affair? No, I meant you were having an affair oh. with your wife with me. I was the affair. Oh, yes. Okay. I was the affair. To oh, remember. Thought, okay, okay. No, 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 no. Okay. That was the affair we to remember was not oh, about okay, was okay. not about the other okay. thing. The affair we, to remember we was me. I mean, that was okay. that was me. That's right. Okay. You know, okay. classic other well, woman. We are separated in two, but okay. I agree. I know. Okay. I just think that some of it we dramatize, but we do. Oh, okay. I, I get that. All right. I mean, I want to be... I understand. I am. Yeah, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I know. Out. I know. But I, I think We're it's... We're just trying to be as raw and I open think it's fair that if, if, if he has to be thrown under the bus for some things, 
we have active roles in our own lives. You know, we make our own choices. And I'm not going to sit there and blame anything No. on John. I was a grown adult. I made certain choices. And, and I'm just as much to own of I those decisions. I tell Lauren this every week. There's going to be a time too. that each of us are not going to be painted in the best picture. There's going to be a hero and there's going to be a villain. Whether we want there to or not... That's the people are going to re- perceive that. I that, oh, I like her version of it this week, and I like her version of it that week. And absolutely. which team are you on? And it's not about you know. I had a very a very I still have a very close friend, and she told me this early on. It takes two people in a yes. divorce, and until you own your side, you can sit there and think that it's the other. I could every and some people reading these things may blame John for everything. But until I owned my portion of it, mm-hmm. that's not. I I didn't get that that full forgiveness and release of of the bitterness that I held on to because right. I did play a role. Because everybody has a hand in everything. You can't. You a divorce is not own. one-sided. Right. We didn't divorce just one person. We, it was two people. It mm-hmm. took two people to end that marriage, and I own my role in all of it. Right. So, anyways, we digress right, again. so last thing with um, – that was the last thing. Now we just want to get down to business about what we're talking about this week. I knew we would write about this event from day one, and I had no idea and that I was going to go off on the route that I went because from day one, I knew how I was going to describe that day. I was going to talk about it from John's point of view, mm-hmm. from me sitting and waiting on him to call and tell me what happened. But when I sat down to write, and after I discussed it with Lauren in our planning session, I decided to go a different route, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to include more of my own feelings, because I think during this, and like Lauren said earlier, she's tried to write from John's voice as well, because he hasn't been included, so I've always tried to to write on how I thought John was feeling during this time, or almost I felt like I needed to protect him, or almost be on his side. And you're writing from the new wife's position. I'm writing from the old wife's right. position. And it's very two different, it's two different worlds. But this was, I mean, I say it's tragic because it was a tragic thing that we all went through. But we have to remember that you two were going through something. And while I was involved in it, I still had other things going on in my own right. life. And we all had other things going on in our own lives outside of the custody and the divorce and everything. But I love the way in which you wrote that blog. I really it, it touched me as a woman that is now at that precipice that, and that right. stage of life. And it hit me. I mean, like, it struck a chord for me because that's a decision that I'm... And I'm just like, John, I don't ever talk about... And I think the people that have reached out to me that are so surprised mm-hmm. that I've opened up like this because I'm not I'm very private I'm not an open person I don't if I sit with someone one-on-one I will definitely tell them all about my life but I'm not going to just go out and say oh this happened to me and that happened to me and and all that so anyway I that's why I chose to speak on those topics because I thought they were just so relatable amongst women absolutely they really Um, were Plus, after last week's anxiety, I just wanted to put some of the heat on myself instead of my partner over here <laughs> because it was a little crazy. Uh, with that being said, Lauren, I'll start with you. Can mm-hmm. you take us back to the day of the hearing? I know that you did a great job explaining it in your blog, and you mentioned that you were calm when you arrived, but what like, what was going through your mind? I don't think I realized how large this trial actually was. You know, we had been... 
over the summer here and there with our attorneys back and forth in court. And it was very temporary. It was temporary. This is temporary. And so I didn't realize how vast this trial really was going to be. And I'd never been in, involved in anything like this before. I'd never sat in a trial. I'd never been on the stand or taken an oath or anything like that. So I didn't really know what to expect. My attorney had prepped me a little bit. Um, and we went over the questions and we went over the questions he was going to ask me and the questions he was going to ask John, but I don't think I, I really grasped the, the, the end game of what could possibly happen in my mind. We were going to just maybe come to another 50, 50 portion or, or that was like worst case scenario at the time. That's not what you wanted. No, but at the time I didn't live there either. You know, I didn't live in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I had moved my life. I had started my life in, in, in another state. And so I was fully expecting to get custody and, and move back to my state and start my life. And, and maybe it wouldn't have been permanent, but I never would have anticipated the outcome. It just wasn't on the forefront. That's why I think I was so calm about the entire thing. I didn't I didn't go in. you kind of went in thinking, oh, this isn't a big deal. I don't think it was in the bag or anything. I just... I. I didn't know the seriousness that was going to to be granted. I really didn't. You I said, thought maybe there would be no outcome. Okay, that like it would be just another yeah. temporary thing. Right. So you said that your attorney actually kind of talked to you and discussed questions that he was going to ask you. He did. John, did your attorney talk to you about questions? No. No. So no yeah, my, my attorney had sat me down and kind of gave like me did a pre trial. Kind of, oh, that's prep. what I'm going to say. Yeah. A mock trial. We did. We absolutely And he asked you questions that would be asked to you yes. by him by him and possible ones that were going to be fired at me from the opposing counsel okay um so I was I was prepared a little bit for all accounts and then um he also discussed with me how I was to speak to the judge how I was to speak to him how I was supposed to you know conduct myself on I mean on what, what is it called when I was my turn to speak on the stand thank you um so, yeah, he went over everything with me. We sat down, and, and, and I was were, prepared were they as I could be. Some of the same questions that you remember hearing in trial? When he, when my attorney came to, to ask me my questions, it was exactly what he had asked me in, okay. in, in, his, in his office. So I was prepared so for that. So probably part of the calmness you had was because you were it, it was, and he told me. He said, you know what, Lauren, get up there and, and speak to me how you're speaking to me in, our, in my office mm-hmm. right now. Talk to me like my friend. And that's how it calmed my nerves. And it did because I knew him very well and how he spoke to me was very calm and I could make, he, he just told me, just look at me, just focus on me. Mm-hmm. And I did. That was calming for me. Um, so you were the first one to take the stand. I was. Were you not just completely terrified? Absolutely. You know what I was so terrified of? That I would put the wrong hand on the Bible and raise the wrong hand. <laughs> like, I'd never done this before. I had never done this before. And I was sweating from every pore in my body probably i'm not one to want to be the center of attention now once i get into something why did you look at me like that no i didn't look <laughs> at what i was listening to I, I was like wait no i'm not but i like once i get in it i'm i'm like oh yeah i can do this kind of you get your adrenaline but that would be one of the most terrifying things to be on display for everyone the only so unlike future court cases, which we'll get about, we'll get into later on. This one we didn't have any audience, so there was no one else oh, in the courtroom. Okay, there was no one else in the courtroom except for him and I, um, and your attorney. and our attorneys. Now, before this even started, the um, 
I guess I forgot to mention this. The therapist that Jackson, our oldest, had been seeing at the time, took the stand first. Right. And she spoke on the child's behalf. And, and I you thought... you were in there? I, we were all okay. in there. And I thought she did an amazing job. She did not seem like she was playing one side or the other. She... I mean, she spoke really, really well, in my opinion, um, for speaking on behalf of my child. Um, and then she left. She left the courtroom even. So she was the first one. We sat and waited, and then we were called to the stand, and I right. was first. Mm-hmm. John, how did you feel when Lauren was on the stand? Oh, when Lauren was on the mm-hmm. stand? I, um... Be honest. <laughs> yeah. I was nervous. Um, because I didn't know what was going to be said. About you or? Uh, I wasn't worried specifically about things that were going to be said about me. Um, no, I was just uh, nervous about. I was just under the impression that it was going to be a war. Oh. Uh. And that, well, here we go. What is this side going to bring to the fight? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where I was like, okay, what are they gonna say? What BS are they gonna are they gonna come up with? Yeah, right. Um, That was kind of my interpretation of the thing. What are they gonna say? Um, Yes, and Jackson's therapist got up there first, and um, she was a and still is a very highly respected, probably the most highly respected. I think she did an amazing job. She'd been a child therapist for forty years, so. She's reti- she retired two weeks after she took right. that. Jackson was her last trial case mm-hmm. that she was on the stand for. Now, you just mentioned you weren't prepared. Like, your attorney didn't sit down and say, okay, these are the things I'm going to ask, and these are the things that maybe Lauren's attorney will ask you. No, she Were didn't. you at all nervous when you got on the stand? Being- Not at all. Um, my attorney, she just said, uh, just be honest. Whatever question they ask you, just be honest. Be straight and direct like you normally are answering questions. And she said some people might judge that as being um, standoffish, kind of. Just, I think that's the Marine. You? Just standoffish? Be, what? Oh my gosh, I I'm can't. Shocked. Just, <laughs> just the John Kirk in me being uh, kind yeah. of standoffish because I answer questions directly and mm-hmm. I normally do. Um, and Would you say always, that you're approachable? I am not approachable. <laughs> okay, so that wasn't on my list, but I just wanted to was an impromptu question. I think Which has always surprised me because there are a lot of people in this world that I've met throughout many different countries, many different states, to include my ex-wife and my wife, who say that I'm very intimidating. Yes, you are. Which you are. I don't understand why because to me, myself, I'm not intimidating. I'm a... Five foot eleven, dude. I weigh one hundred and sixty pounds. I'm not intimidating. To me myself, um, I'm not short, but here I sit. So you we, don't, we don't always see the things that we truly are. The advice I think attorney, when my attorney got intimidated by him, by his question, like when he was questioning John, and and the way John answered certain things, you could see my attorney getting. I'm, I'm a little you can flustered. Remember, flustered. Yeah, because he was answering them. As if he was talking to a, a panel of COs and he yeah. was getting ready for promotion. I mean, you're very matter of fact, and I think that's intimidating. There was no to emotion. People. Yeah, yeah. And when I was on the stand, if that's the next question in the line, I'm, I'm not. I'm not sure about what's going to be asked next. But when I was on the stand, I was just um, my attorney advised me, "Hey, just answer your questions honestly. That's all you need to worry about. We're not sure what he's going to ask. 
just answer them honestly and directly like you answer my you questions. You are very direct. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And Were I you did. both, because I know that you, I read Lauren's blog to you, so you are familiar with it. Do you, were you at all surprised, either of you, that certain subjects weren't allowed to be talked about in the trials? Yeah. Because Lauren mentioned that the first, I believe the first and second mm-hmm. line of questioning that her attorney came up with was objected by your attorney. Your attorney. And those questions we had gone over before, and we thought that we had a good platform for, and they referred to his other child. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were kind of, I guess, coming in on this on a dig level of abandonment and whatnot. I think that's like where exactly it came from. Yes. I see, that wasn't relevant. And that's what the... To this case. And and that's exactly what the judge because ruled. Because there which, was no abandonment. And I, I mean, I agree with that, obviously, now. But that was all we had. My attorney didn't have the intention of, I think, firing off to prove something wrong. In his case, I think my attorney had more questions for me because he wanted to prove my character as a mother above everything else that had been shown. Right. So his weren't, he didn't have a lot for John. And so my, my thing, and my attorney never advised me of any of that stuff. I was just under the impression, personally, from myself, when I took the stand, that this guy, whom I did not know, was going to try and shame my character as of being a father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, dude, I'm, I'm going to be straight up honest with you. What have you got to ask? I'm going to be honest with you. Do you spank your kids? Yep. Do you yell at your kids? If they deserve it. <laughs> Do you... Our you know, questions whatever. would be so interesting. And that's so why I wasn't there. Yeah. I would have looked at him and be like, don't you dare. So that's... that's I, I felt that, even though I wasn't advised of such, I felt that as soon as I took the stand, I was going to be interrogated for not being a good enough father. Oh. When I damn sure am. What, did you feel so, that way, that you maybe were going to be, like your parenting So was going to be questioned? And my parenting was questioned. Yeah. And even my attorney, you know, that he asked certain questions so that they could really get to an idea of who you were as a parent. Okay. Um, I think one of the, the most difficult ones I, I remember specifically, because I, I stayed pretty strong the entire time. And then when Jackson, my oldest, was brought into question because the therapist had just discussed him, mm-hmm. and my attorney had talked, to, you know, asked me questions about it as well. And I was honest, and I was so honest that I almost regret it a little bit because I remember saying, and this was the first time I broke down and cried. I had said, um, "I've always had a disconnect with this child, mm-hmm. and he is." you know, a daddy's boy. And I broke down and I cried and I said, I, I do all as, all that I can as, as a mom. And I looked at John when I said this, because I knew John knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Like he could get in my mind and he knew. And I just wanted some sort of like, just look at me, John, like, look at me. Remember who I am. I'm crying for these children. And we were both asked the same question at one point of, would you separate the boys? Would Jackson go with his dad and would, you know, you be okay with, don't you remember that question being asked? And we both gave the same answer. We said, no, we're not separating the children. Mm -hmm. We made eye contact. That was the one time we like locked in on each other and we... That was the only thing we agreed Yes, was that all three boys would never be separated. We would not separate them. Mm -hmm. And I, I, at that point, I mean, I knew when they had 
brought that as a possibility, that's when the table started to turn. And I thought, now if they rule, it's going to be all of my children in favor of one over the other. There's no medium ground here. This is going to be all or nothing. So that brings me to my next question. I'll ask, I want you both to answer, but separately. At any point during the trial, did you feel like the judge was leaning one way or the other I'll in John, favor? I'll let John, John answer this question first. No. I had no clue. Like, it was, it was a complete surprise at the end. I had no clue. I wasn't... I mean, we both sat in the courtroom at the same time mm-hmm. with the same everything going through everything, you know, mm-hmm. the one side telling one side something, the other side telling the other side something. And you're whispering to your attorney when I the other person's knew. on the on the stand. You know, you're whispering, oh, this is wrong. He answered that incorrectly. I mean, and he did the same thing because I would give an answer and I'm sure he'd catch something. Mm-hmm. So you're whispering to your attorneys the entire time too. Or did my attorney had like a pen and a notepad and so I would write stuff down in front of me and slide it over to him. I'm like, oh no, this ask this question next. Mm-hmm. To to me, it was a complete surprise. No clue. Did you feel, Lauren, at all that it was going in anyone's s- favor? When I started noticing how flustered my attorney was getting um, with asking questions towards John and the objections, I was starting to see this. This might be a different outcome than I expected. I, I'm, I was worried. I was worried all of a sudden, and my attorney had. A, stated before we went into this case that we didn't expect to get the judge that we got. And he had tried to avoid getting this judge because this judge and John's attorney knew each other very well. And that made me nervous. And I was hoping mm-hmm. that that wouldn't be a biased decision then. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just prayed, prayed that this judge could have a neutral stand and not be biased towards one attorney or the other. Um, was not the case. Do you think, this isn't, I didn't plan to ask this, but it just made me think of it. Do you think that the, because it, I believe it comes down to this. This is, these are strangers. Our mm-hmm. attorney didn't know you. I mean, they barely know John. True. You're vice versa. Right. A judge, they don't know anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. even when you're in a big trial, a jury, they don't know these people. Sure. Do you feel like experience plays a big part in this as far as the attorneys go? I think some of it, yes. Um, John's attorney had obviously been practicing for decades, I would assume. And my attorney had been practicing for all of like four or five years. Yeah. Um, he was a young attorney. He was... I think he meshed so well with my personality. I right. couldn't have picked a better attorney, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not a bulldog type of person, so I don't know if another attorney and I would have blended well together. Um... But yeah, I think experience because these attorneys and judges have known each other longer. You mm-hmm. know, it's a circuit court system, so they, they they rotate between different counties, and they've known each other. They've they've they go to dinner parties together, apparently, from what I know. And and my attorney was new; he was new to the county, and um, maybe that was a little bit unfair. I don't know. I thought he did an amazing job, though. I couldn't have asked for anything better. So once you're they're done questioning and everyone's taken the stand, that's that's going to what what was the mood during the deliberation were you guys talking to your no there was no there was no like talk there was no downtime after they were done questioning they asked both of us or both of our attorneys if they wanted to get up and question us again and yours said no mine said no and then it was time for them to give their closing arguments which Mm -hmm. is your attorney standing up and literally speaking on your behalf on your behalf and that is I mean, 
I was sick to my stomach during that point. My hands were really? clutched to the chair. Like For white what was being said or... Because you're just being nervous you're, you're because hoping, you know it's the end. You're hoping end. your attorney is going to give his la- like give his right. like law school take like, us home, baby. Take, us home. take a home run here. You're putting everything in them, right? Yeah, you are. That's that's what we we paid thousands of dollars for. Um, lots of thousands. Lots of thousands. Tens of dollars <laughs> for. Um, but it's a very very stressful situation to sit there and have somebody speak on your behalf without you right. yourself being able to speak. It's a very difficult situation. And knowing that the decision so badly, had maybe it already been made. Mm-hmm. You want so badly to stand up and speak for yourself mm-hmm. and just to say, hey, hold on a second. Let me just give my two cents. But you do. the problem is... Oh, I would. <laughs> you do. The problem is nobody cares about your two cents. That's true. They don't. That's true. It's, that's it. Nobody cares about the mothers and fathers' two cents. It's about me personally, anyways. Which attorney has the better argument? Um, which attorney has more facts? The better the reputation. Maybe. Doesn't have more facts. Don't you think it's scary that? And I know that this wasn't. It wasn't like somebody was sending you both to the electric chair. But it's right. still, those are your children. I will tell you, it's my fear lied in this. John and I had children together. We we made the choice to 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 have children, and you expect to have all rights to those children because you had them. He's dad, and I'm mom, and you never think that someone else who doesn't know your children or have any relation to them whatsoever can come in and just take them away from you. Right. I had them. We were in the birthing room, not you. I pushed them out. He held my hand. Like, we woke up in the middle of the night and fed them and and changed diapers, not you. We named them. Our names are on the birth certificate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who are you? Maybe a doctor might have had more of a say in this because at least they helped get them out. But, like, these are our human beings, and you're telling me that someone that doesn't know us or have any relation to us whatsoever is allowed to come and take them away from us or make their their decisions for us? That, to me, is what was the most difficult thing in the world. So what, what, do you, what was going through your mind during that time when you were waiting for the verdict? Like, I, for me, I would have been praying and... You're white knuckled. You're white knuckled. Yeah, you. I was completely stressed. I didn't know what was going on. Just completely in the dark. No clue what was going on. Me knowing you. I was just told to be quiet. As your wife, you're always so, you're cool as a cucumber. Even when you are, I know when you're stressed, when you're upset, but you never, no one else can see it. There's not a certain visible sign. Yes, a visible sign. I'm normally a very calm individual. And I always know what's going on around me. Right. And what frustrated me the most is to not know yeah. what was going on around mm-hmm. me. That's what frustrated That's scary. me. scary. Your life Very. is in the hands of someone else. Very. Yeah. I'm sitting there and, and, and like, you know, all quiet, not being able to say anything or respond in any certain way if something was said and I wanted to be like, How hard ah, is that? What are you saying? When someone says something about you and you're like, wait a minute, you want that's to be able not to, true. And you and the only time it didn't happen that way. We could interject is if we whispered something into our attorney's ear and then a, someone else has to interject on your part. Right. 
That's frustrating. That's frustrating. Because trust me, you want to, I'm sure you felt the same way. You want to jump up and like bang on the table and be like, no, 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 no. That's we, not true. We <laughs> literally. I will tell you what actually happened. Yeah. There were times when we would make eye contact, like we just wanted to scream at each other. And we wanted people to see it because we wanted people to see our dynamic. Then you might get to know us better. Yeah. Let us talk to each other. Yep. But you can't. Well, no, no. But you we can't. During that time. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, you can't have any say in anything. So once the judge read the verdict, did either of you second guess the judge's decision? Absolutely. 100%. Oh, my God. Second guess as soon as the gavel fell? Like, did you think, in your mind, when you were sitting there, did you ever think, okay, I know this is, or I'm hoping, or I know this is going to happen, and then when the judge slammed the gavel and said what she said, did you think, well, I never saw that coming, or... I thought it was a dream. I couldn't believe... I, I thought maybe she made a mistake, and I was like, yeah. wait, wait, come back, come back, let me scream, like, like no, stop, stop, yeah. this can't be it. Yeah. I thought it was a dream. I, I, I thought it was a dream. I was obviously told not to say anything or respond in any certain way, regardless of the outcome, but I thought it was a dream, especially, especially because of being an active duty Marine in a state that is so prone to mothers receiving full custody I was told not to say one single word I couldn't believe I thought I was in a, I was in a dream I couldn't I believe what her verdict what she based it off of which her final words were because you moved away for your own to better yourself I see it's best fit that I grant primary custody to John Kirk and I thought There are women out there who are addicted or who really are negligent moms, and I'm not one of them. Why am I being treated as such? And I felt the, the, I mean, the air left my lungs. I sat there frozen like this can't be real. There's no way. There's something my attorney can say or do. There has to be. Like this isn't the final. This isn't it. There's, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't see past the table that was in front of me. I mean, she got up and left and um, I it, everything else that happened after that was such a blur. I was told to sit there in my seat and not move until he left the courthouse. And John was escorted by his attorney to her office and I had to sit there until they got word that he was away from me. Did they tell you what, so, what the reasoning they didn't I just had the bailiff come over to me and say you have to sit right here you can't move did you know John why that was the case I think it was because I I thought we were just both supposed to leave at the same time I I wasn't allowed by my attorney to we go out this door we go out the secret hatch we go to my office let's go across the street do not say a word do not make any emotions go across the street that was it I, and I was not allowed to leave until he was in his office. So when he got worked, no the bailiff stood in front passed. of me. The bailiff stood in front of me until um, he got word that John and the attorney, or not the attorney, the judge. The judge had to be gone. Oh, wow. And so I sat there for probably a good five to ten minutes before I was allowed to move. And I was allowed to move, and I had to go down a different exit than the one that John went out. And... It was this older gentleman. He was a he was a very very nice deputy sheriff, and 
I was shaking and my attorney was walking next to me and I had the sheriff on the other side and my attorney was just shaking his head and he was like, Lauren, I, I, I can't believe this. I'm, I don't know what to do. Like this is never, I couldn't have foreseen this. And he was really, really distraught. And I had to sit outside and my attorney left and then the bailiff said, okay, now we can go across the street. And I, at the time was so paralyzed I held on to him. I held his arm. I said, I can't walk. I can't walk to my car. And I held him. And I mean, he was an older gentleman, bless his heart. And he walked me all the way to the end of the parking lot to my car. And he was like, are you okay? And I said, no. Like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? And I sat in my car and he turned around and left. And I just sat there. I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I didn't know who I was supposed to call. Where was I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? Because when they gave the verdict, they didn't give what was supposed to happen next. Nobody tells you what happens next. When are you going to see your children next? There was no order of you can get them, you know, these and these days. It was just he got primary custody and that was it. They gave us nothing else. So this was another temporary thing that I didn't know what the future held. Mm -hmm. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't move. The first person I called was my dad because I was so angry because my dad was like, oh, you've got this in the bag. And I called my dad and I said, I just lost this trial. And he goes, congratulations. And he didn't realize what he said. He goes, wait, wait, what'd you say? And I said, I lost the boys. And he was like, there's something wrong. Like that can't be. And I hung up on him because I couldn't hear him talk. And somehow I made it back to where I was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember if I called anyone else. I don't remember if I spoke to anyone else. I honestly don't know how I, how I got there. It and was, seeing the complete opposite on my end. Yeah. I come home. Well, I called you. You called me. I called you and said, you know, it's not good. And obviously when I was talking to you, I was crying. Yeah. Uh, like a three-year-old that just grabbed his pants on the playground <laughs> crying. So, and you're like, oh my God, I'm sorry. It's okay. We'll fight this. And I'm like, no, I was awarded custody of all the boys and you couldn't believe it. And I got off the phone with you and called mom and dad and they couldn't believe it either that a father it just doesn't happen. Custody. It doesn't. That's it's why not, nobody not, believed. But the thing is, it doesn't happen unless there's severe circumstances. Right. And when he when when he called me and I heard him crying, I immediately because I remember that night before and we prayed and I prayed all day long and I'm thinking just you know I want the right thing. I knew what was going to happen. I, I knew that he was not going to get custody of the kids. So I just. I mean, it was just a shock for everybody. I agree. Um, what did... Last thing before we wrap up the blog discussion. John, like, being as honest as you can, mm-hmm. did you feel... I'll ask you in two parts. Okay. That day, did you feel like the right verdict was given? I did. Now... As a father, I did. Yep. Today, do you feel like that's where you would want things to go? Today, as we stand, I think that things should have been done differently to where we should never have been in court in the first place. I agree. 
I think the main reason why that decision was made by that judge, and I don't think it has anything to do with, I honestly don't think it has anything to do with, oh, who had the better attorney. I don't. I think it was based solely off the fact that Jackson was moved from school to school and taken out of school multiple times. And it was shown that his grades were declining and he was not, he was not performing. He was not, he was decreasing as far as educational was. And I know I sound stupid saying that because I'm not educated. Um, <laughs> you are educated. You are. Yes, I, I do have a degree. Uh, oh, so, sorry, honey. No, no, I didn't mean to cut you off. So, uh, but, however, I say that now, looking at Lauren across this table, knowing that we should never have been in court in the first place. Not only could we, could we have saved thousands of dollars. <laughs> we could have gone somewhere. Thousands of dollars. I could have got my lips done, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but we could have handled this in a much calmer way in a much more professional way civil. if that makes any sense civil mm-hmm. way mature and um and and done what was right for the boys now do i think that was what was ordered was right for the boys in a sense yes i don't think they were granted custody to someone that was a horrible person so well, i can't sit here and say oh my gosh they just were given to the you know this monster right um so that's not where my pain lied. My pain lied in my motherhood being taken oh, away. Oh, absolutely. And not with the person that they were they were with. They, they were with their dad. They're stranger. with their father. Mm-hmm. So and there you is know, some. I mean, you know deep down that their father is not some deadbeat. Yeah, yeah, there's some solace they have in a that. Good father. Yeah. Yeah, there's some some calm in that. Oh yeah. They have a good father, correct? They have a good father. <laughs> An amazing father, correct? Oh my Until god. Until they're teenagers and make some amazing. <laughs> they make some amazing <laughs> mistakes. Well, once they're teenagers, they're yours. They're yours. <laughs> Okay. We're giving all custody rights up at 13. Just so everyone knows that's listening. Once they're 19, they are Lauren's. 19? 19? They're they're old. I'm not holding on that long. Well, hell. Lauren, you kind of answered this a minute Mm -hmm. ago anyway, but... And we've talked about this before with how hurt you were with the divorce and all that going on. Do you feel like it was a fair decision just for the limited amount of time? Or do you, once you settled into the, do you think that maybe the judge could have said, okay, Lauren, once you're back here and settled in, then things. 50-50 custody? Right. Sure. Absolutely. If she had, I always look back on that day and, and, and her, you know, verdict was me moving away. And I always wish that she would have looked at me and said, if you move back here, would you be willing to do 50-50 custody? I wish I had had that what do you question. Think you would have said that I would have said yes. Okay. Because I knew then I would have known then that my children would have had a better chance of still being with me more than what they were about to be right. seeing me, which we'll get into that. Um, so, but I never had that question asked to me. I never even had. We never even had fifty-fifty custody presented to us at that time. Because it wasn't I, for two I, I years. Thought, and for years oh, right, though, but right. you, you had always mentioned or had um, alleviated to the fact that. You know, I'm the mom. I, I, I had, always have custody. I know, but we I'm had talked about during our marriage, if we had ever divorced, we would try to do 50-50, but you were in the, I mean, you are in the military and, and that requires me 
to then do a role that most women don't have to do, which is to travel with their ex-husband to the duty locations that he's going to be, which I would, and I'm going to, and I do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, people ask me why I'm here. I don't have some elaborate story to tell them. I'm here because I was married to a Marine, and he's stationed here, and we co-parent our children together. And that is my short answer for things. And people ask me, well, would you move if he moved? 100%. We will co-parent our children. that both of you are putting... Our children first. children first. And we are. You could move away. I could absolutely move away. And you could share custody, but what kind of life would that be? He could, you know, take me back to court and try to move the boys to another state. But what we choose to do now Mm -hmm. is be a family no matter where the Marine Corps or life takes us. That's right. I don't think... There's nothing, I, there's no place I wouldn't go. Hell, I'll probably be there before you guys get there. <laughs> I'll meet y'all there. The minute, the minute the man man gets the orders, I'll be like, oh, oh I'm, I'm already there. I'll Sorry. I'll hunt for you guys. <laughs> you know what location. We're going to get matching neighborhood. We're, we got it. <laughs> oh, guys. All right. That's all the time we have Thank you so tonight. much, John. Yeah. Seriously. We really do thank you, honey, for braving the hot seat and appreciate most importantly, everything you do, all the support that you've given Lauren and I during this journey, because we definitely couldn't do it without you. No. All the no, nights. It was that... an honor to be here. Um, and I'll say two things before oh, I oh, Lord. part ways. Um, for one, for any family, husband and wife, that's going through a, a current custody battle or a potential divorce, obviously that's um, you don't need to remain married just because you have children. That's not the answer. Um Children will survive and thrive regardless mm-hmm. of if you're separated or together. However, if you're together and it's volatile, if it's not a loving relationship, your children will not thrive. Uh, and it's incumbent upon both husband and wife to understand that and put your children first. Um, and I say that because the, the court situation is a very very difficult situation to be in you're placing your lives and your children's lives and where they stay and live and everything else in the hands of someone else that doesn't know them when it honestly yes i understand the purpose of the courts i understand the purpose of it and the meaning of it however if two people can just get along and place the most important person in that entire situation which is the child or children in our situation Mm -hmm. if the two of us could have just been adults and grown the hell up and placed our anger towards one another aside and put the children first we'd never have gotten to that situation in the first place I agree so yes is the court an important place yes it is it's there for a reason we have laws for a reason that's why we're the United States however Something shouldn't have to go to court if two people can just get along and agree and put their differences aside and place the most important people first. And secondly, I would like to um, public up- publicly apologize to Lauren for ever doing her wrong, for not being the best man that I could possibly be when I was her husband. Um, I think I'm a better man now as her ex-husband than I ever was as her husband. Now, yes... There's two sides to every tale, and um, I'm not going to place blame on any other person. I will take full responsibility for all my deficiencies. And um, I take that humbly. Um, I haven't always been a good man, but I've always been a good dad. 
You have. Yeah. And I think you said something to me last week that struck a chord. We're getting very emotional tonight, mm-hmm. but, you know, divorce, marriage, it hurts. It does. But John is the father to our our sons, and he made a promise to me that he would make sure that they grow up to be good men and I hold that above anything else you know the the decisions he's made in his life you know we all make them we're all at fault for different things but for him to make that vow to make sure that our sons grow up to be good human beings and good men and treat women right I couldn't ask for anything more really I mean truly and I couldn't do this alone I need him. Mm-hmm. I can't raise men without him. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of a better man to raise men. This man still opens doors he for does. me and serves me breakfast in bed. And I don't say these things to build him up or to. It's not a. It's not pretending. I still move apartments from my ex-wife. <laughs> he does. We've been gotten there. No what? He's showing our boys what, how, how to love, mm-hmm. how to love someone unconditionally, unconditionally whether it's and a wife or a woman or a sister or a friend, he's teaching them as an, and setting an example for them that, I mean, I, I'm so grateful for because I couldn't do it without him. They need to see him treating a woman right because that's how they're going to mm-hmm. to set you know to see to treat a woman and starting with their mom and their stepmom that's where they're going to see it that's right and I couldn't yeah you know so and, and you. Lauren I'll, I'll be honest with you man um, you know I, I don't mind taking I don't mind taking the hit and and getting the blame for for being the bad dude and, and taking the backlash and and getting blasted that's fine I'm fine with that but um you know, I, I I think we we make our own paths in life. We make our own mistakes. Um, all of us have to be guilty of when something is done wrong. We've all have a part in it. If 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 Ownership. something is done wrong as a relationship, Ownership. we all have Absolutely. we all have to own our mistakes. Absolutely. And then in a relationship, it's not all one it's person not. did all this wrong. It's not. No, that's not correct. Relationships are 50-50, man. It's a two-way highway. It is. I you say go that one way and I go the other way. So Absolutely. it's not all John being the bad guy. No, it's how you know I reacted. I mean? uh, and so that's where I felt, and you asked me if there's anything that I could change or anything that I wanted to bunk about, whatever. That's where I would say it's not all, it's you know, not. It's not all John's fault. It's, it's no, not. and I have talked about that. We just, have. The and, things and, that happened in the beginning of your relationship... I've said to Lauren and she's agreed that when she said I you know I'll forgive you we can work this out and move on I didn't she really didn't no and and, and, and my thing with the whole thing is like with the whole thing with our whole marriage it's like and I'll ask you straight up were you the best wife that you could have been for me no but I, I did try and your first answer was what <laughs> no but I did no, try uh, no but your first answer your first answer is the most honest answer your first answer was no no was I the best husband that I could have been for you no no I wasn't the first answers are obviously always the most honest you weren't and I wasn't and so we just didn't 
You and I both know that we should we didn't have work. been married we in the first place. But we, we work were, as co-parents. We do. Yes, we very were, well. We were made for one purpose, and yes. that was to create... I say the same thing all mm-hmm. the time. She does. Perfect humans. And to raise them together. Mm-hmm. And we did it good. Because... We created three perfect humans. And they need both of us, because yes. John is so one type, and I'm so another. We bring so much to the table as parents. We do, though. Yeah. We do. Yeah. All right, we Absolutely. digress again. All right. Thank so, you, guys. <laughs> thank you so much. Join us next week as we continue the saga that entailed after the courtroom That's verdict. Right. All the um, pettiness. All <laughs> the pettiness. I hope Here. I can squeeze in again. You can. Oh, you can. Or another. Of course you, you can. can. Well, you do, honey. I do appreciate you. It was here. a pleasure to be with you ladies and mm-hmm. with everyone listening. Yes, thank, thank you. you. Um, most importantly, share us with your friends. We want to reach as many families as we can. We want to help as many families that are going through this or that may go through this one day. So Absolutely. And, you know, you can start reading our stories or catch up, www.wifestales.com. That's Wife's with an F. And, of course, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram for more. Remember, with prayer, anything's possible. Good night.